Hi, I'm Dasun. And I'm Gom. And, and this, this is, is Formula, Formula 101. 101. The podcast for all you brand new and budding fans of Formula 1. I'm a brand new fan and I have so many questions. I might have some answers for you. I'll do my best. Yeah, finally the investment I've put into this friendship is paying off. <laughs> Look, first, I guess before we get started off on all of this, I have to say a big thank you to you for uh, for making this happen with me. Because as you know, I pretty much wait my whole life for opportunities to talk about cars and car racing and very specifically Formula One. I have to say though, and I think many of our friends would, would agree, that if anyone said to me, uh, at any point during our friendship, which is what, like 14 years old now, um, that <laughs> I would be recording, recording with you a podcast about Formula One, I would have, um, I don't know, I would have laughed, I would have laughed myself a six pack, I reckon. So what happened? How are you a Formula One fan now? I would have also laughed myself a six pack uh, <laughs> as well. So uh, what happened? Uh, I guess it's probably the same as most people in the US that have recently got into F1. Right, even though you're not all about, Even though I'm not. I, I, just, I <laughs> still try to think of it myself as a New Yorker. But you still I'm call not, yourself no. a New Yorker. Okay, yeah, we'll get into yeah. that at some point, I'm sure. We'll get, yeah, we'll get into that complex. <laughs> but um, three, three words and, well, one Netflix show, Drive to Survive. Of course, of course. Yep, that makes course, sense. And yeah. uh, I'd say you're not the only one of my friends uh, that has had this exact same experience. Uh, everyone knows there's, I there's love millions, Formula One. There's millions. Right? Yes. Yep. Apparently like 10 million or so. Uh, not my friends, but people that watch the show. Um, <laughs> you have 10 million friends. Oh, that's no, a good joke. I, yeah. I, have yep. 12, I have 12 friends. And of those 12, <laughs> I've had like, I've had so many uh, who have who've messaged me over the last year or two. Um, just out of the blue, and I never would have expected them to say the words, hey, I'm watching the race, or hey, I watched the race on the weekend, and, and they have all these questions, and uh, they have all this gossip for me, and things like that. So very, very exciting for me, and very happy to have you on board as well. I remember the WhatsApp message that, that I got probably about six to seven months ago now. Um, yeah, yeah, back in March. How did you end up watching the show? Uh, well, you know, I'm always on Netflix um, and this was the start of COVID, right? So everyone lowered their standards a bit and just explored <laughs> different documentaries. Um, you you watched okay. Tiger King. You watched Tiger King, didn't you? I watched you? like I mean, four episodes of Tiger King. Okay. I didn't get okay. into okay. it. All right. Yeah. It was all well, everyone weird. watched anything at that point because it yep. was like yep. the world's ending. We may as well just watch whatever. But yep. I think it was trending in Australia. So okay. this was back in March. So they usually release yep. the series, I understand, before the season starts to get everyone hyped up. And you know that um, top 10 in Australia, I think it was like right. number one or two. And I was like, what is this show? Um, and it was about F1. So I was like, oh, I'm not into cars. I don't even like driving. I've been to the F1, but, you know, it was okay. I was more excited about the food after. Um, <laughs> I, you're, you're crying right now. That. <laughs> I remember that day. It was a qualifying, and I'm going to say 2015, maybe, um, maybe 20. Can't remember which year. Um, Daniel was there. Lewis was there. Nikki yep, Lauda was yep. there. That's all. Nikki Lauda, you remember so. that? 
Wow. I remember that because I watched the movie Rush with Chris Hemsworth and right, I love that right. movie. So Danger. when you said there was Nicky Lauder there, I was like, oh my God, that's yeah. him. And you're like, yeah, that's yeah, that's guy. him. So, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. We had we had a few friends there, um, a lot of the, the boys and then you and the girls came and joined us and um, – you walked away from it. We never talked about Formula One ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a great weekend. Like, uh, yeah. I think me and my girlfriends, we were all very appreciative of how much you explained everything for us, um, what was going on. I didn't even understand the format. I was like, what is a qualifying session? Like, it was just all very confusing for me. Um I was already I was already a Daniel Ricciardo fan, so that hasn't changed. Oh, right. um, but I before it was nothing to do nothing to do with his driving, obviously. No, no, no. It was more just his personality that I saw yeah. briefly, and um, big smile, his very charming. Being an Aussie and all of that, and going back to why I got into the show. Um, so it was the start of COVID, and I guess I just thought I'd watch one episode, and I got hooked. Um, I'd never seen the drama and personalities on and off the track. Um, I also liked that it didn't have any assumed knowledge about cars or Formula One or anything like that. Um, So I was really their target audience. And I felt like each episode was like a mini movie. Uh, It had like a different character. It had a different like background story to it. Um, Yeah, so... So that's it's how, interesting. That's how interesting I, you mentioned um, that that thing about no assumed knowledge kind of thing. And you, I guess you went in there if if you thought that you needed to have knowledge on cars or or racing, that probably would have turned you off, right? Because yes, hundred yep. percent. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people would would uh, I guess relate to that because it's probably a very daunting sport to try and pick up and try and learn, um, especially if it's you a very niche to sport things. too. It's a very niche sport, so. You can't, I think a lot of drivers explain it in a way that, um, like yourself, you're also a driver. We'll get into that. Oh, but, I, like to, um, I like to call myself way, because, one. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but um, you don't actually get to experience um, driving an F1 car. Uh, so you kind of don't really know much right. about it. Whereas, it's not like you going know, to with the basketball. basketball yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or with soccer, you just, you know, buy a soccer ball and you know, kick that around. Like you can sort of at least get to feel what they're feeling, but... Um, with Formula One, you don't. And so this, I think that's why this show has done so well and really got so many people interested in the sport. Mm. Yeah, I think there's, it does explore a lot of things that aren't technical or too, too sciencey or too hardcore. So um, I think it has made, made it pretty accessible to a broader audience, which is, which is fantastic. Um, how did you go from watching the Netflix show, though, to watching an actual race uh, was it was it a natural progression? Was it easy to to pick up things, or I mean, did, did Netflix prepare you for it? That is a good question. Um, so I was just watching the show, and I was getting through all three seasons, and I was like, okay, I'll just watch the show. I won't actually watch the races or anything like that. And I got to the end of season three, I think, and I was like, oh, I'll just wait till, you know, March 2021 and watch <laughs> the next season when it comes <laughs> and just not watch any race in between. But I can't remember if it was you or some otherwise friend that told me if I watched the show and I liked it, I should actually watch the races now um, because the show only gives a glimpse of what happened that year and um, a very, very tiny glimpse. And also... Oh, as, as cool as the stories were and the drama and, you know, all of that, 
you didn't really get the true story mm-hmm. of what happened. So I still remember, you know, quoting some things off the show, um, particularly if it was about <laughs> Lewis and, and Nico or whoever it was, you, you got right into it. You were like, actually that year there was, you know, in the 2010 races, um, they had these engine failures and all of this stuff. And, and I was like, oh, they didn't cover that bit. Um, there was also some rivalries that I think Max has talked about this recently that, were a little bit exaggerated. So, um, you know, I straight away looked up like, you know, Max and Daniel Ricciardo. Oh, wow, they're actually great friends and they get along so well and they private jet together um, to different races. So, so I was starting to be more like, I actually have to watch all the races to really get more of the true story and get more insight into the sport. So, um, yeah, so I started watching races, but as soon as I watched one race, I had like, a million questions. I was like, "What? Why do they have two drivers? Like, what's? Um, why do they have two cars? Uh, you know, what makes this race difficult for Red Bull? And you know, yeah. why? Why does Lewis drive like this? And some, you know, like there's there were just so many questions. I was like, um, I didn't really understand the strategy or the science or even yeah. the basics of the sport. Really, I I understood the characters and. Um, the drama and all of that stuff and the politics. Um, so that's where you came in, came in handy. Uh, cause I could just WhatsApp you and be like, Hey, what's going on? And then you'd send me an essay back. <laughs> um, and then I think we started talking, right. And we're like, you know what? A lot of people would have the same questions as me, mm. um, starting to watch the sport. So why don't we share our, all your knowledge with the, with the world and me, I get to just ask all the questions. Our knowledge now, I'd say, I'm, I've been learning a, a thing or two about you, particularly about the the personal lives of the drivers, which I'm sure we could talk about a little bit. Oh, the fact that uh, Max is a stepdad to um, well, another step, driver's I mean, son. Yeah, yeah, like kind that. of yep, a stepdad yep, yep, kind yep. of thing situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which... yeah, 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 I definitely know. Okay, yeah, I definitely have um, some areas I can contribute in terms of the <laughs> gossip and... Uh, the press conference interviews, the practice sessions, I watch all of those things and I get I get really ramped up for the for the weekend. Yeah, you go sure. through a whole process, so, don't you? You yeah. you watch every session it's sequentially as well. I still haven't finished the press conference this weekend. <laughs> I'm behind. And I then have to watch FP1, FP2. There was some drama in FP1. So, um, yeah, I've got a lot of catching up to do. Whereas what is, what is your... Um, race weekend Sorry. ritual or should we cover uh, that in a later I guess we episode? Can, I guess we should <laughs> well get it out of the way now. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm very emotionally invested in the whole thing and I, I have a very strict approach to my, my race weekend and that is I don't watch any of the practice sessions um, because whenever I have, the result <laughs> has been poor. Um, I You miss out on so much of the Sky Sports commentary and jokes and... They know who the celebrities are coming on the weekend. You miss all of that. I know. It's that. all a like, big surprise. I get all of that. It's all a big surprise for me when we're watching the race and they cut to the pits and, you know, Matthew McConaughey is standing there or Rowan Atkinson or someone like that. Um, and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. They're at the- I mean, you just you just turn the TV on and you see Tom Cruise on the grid <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, cool. He's there. Yeah, well, get out, get out nice. of the way, please. Yeah. You're a little man, but you're still standing in yep. front of the cars, and that's what I want to see. Um, oh. <laughs> he's not going to hear this story, um, but yeah, for me, uh, there is there's there's a whole approach to it. You know, I, I minimise how much I watch. I will watch qualifying and the race, uh, but I must absolutely watch them live. I can't stand the thought of something happening in 
in a race or in qualifying and, and not being there experiencing it at that moment. Oh, that is that is rough in Australia. So we're talking yeah. about like yeah. midnight, yeah. one AM, going to bed at three AM. Yeah. That's something the, well, the Have American you ever missed a race? Ever? I have, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um I yeah. remember For someone's wedding or something like that, you miss a race, right? Yeah, there no, were, not even, yeah, not even that. Because someone will not turn were, up to your wedding if it is on a race weekend. Just I do, FYI. I do request that my friends don't get married on Formula One weekends. Yeah, yeah, which yeah is, fair enough. I don't think it's unreasonable, but um, look, I've missed a handful over over my life, um, and I remember one of them was actually uh, the race that was uh, Mark Webber's first ever victory. And Mark Webber, for for you and I, he grew up twenty minutes away from from where you and I grew up. Um, Queensland, right? Exactly in yeah, yeah. Um yeah. and I was I was never a, a big Mark supporter, but it would have been nice to be there for that moment, and I wasn't. Right, right. Um, yeah. Not there, there, um, but at least watching on TV. So I do I do think about that very often. Um, but yeah, I guess to answer your question, I have my rituals that I go through, my Sunday afternoon rituals uh, that we won't get into, but I just got to make yeah, sure. Yeah, it might be a little bit too weird for the first episode, I'm just yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we want to hook them song. in and then we'll, and then they'll be too invested and then they can hear about all your your wacky yeah, yeah. things that you do and stuff. Yeah, so that's that's me in terms of how I watch, watch it. I have a question for you. Um, when you watch the Netflix show and also... I guess when you transitioned to actually watching races, was there anything that surprised you from the perceptions of Formula One before? Yeah, so I guess before I started watching the show, I definitely had a lot of um, perceptions of F1, which weren't really true. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, you're just going to get really upset at all this. But I, I used <laughs> to think the sport was just sort of, you know, 20 people, 20 guys um, driving around in circles in fast cars i know it's not even a yep. circle you're gonna yep. you're gonna just um you know be cringing at all this um Give but i actually geometry lesson yep. yeah geometry lesson but they do that in nascar right it's circles in nascar it's i, I don't know the other oval formats. shape oval oval circle yeah yeah um <laughs> getting to the basics of geometry here uh, I also used to think like the race was so long i was like i don't understand why one race is like nearly 90 minutes or you know yeah. that sort of thing um i was like why can't they just do like one lap like if you just need to see what the <laughs> fastest car is like it's um so i think i was just getting mixed up with qualifying and the race and i didn't right. really understand the format um so yeah i guess i started watching the show and then i realized oh actually it's like a team sport but it's also battles with your teammate um it's strategy plays into it uh, science it's like you know some of the the most fascinating kind of engines and cars in the world it's politics as well between team principles and things like <laughs> that and it's a lot of a lot of mind games too yeah, yeah. Um, especially between the drivers and teammates and team principals or everyone really yeah. um, and I guess after I started watching the races um, it just sort of highlighted all of these things again for me right. but it also I think showed other things around the physical strength that they have to go through I think I asked you a lot of questions around uh you know why why are they sweating so much or why do they look like someone's just like beating them up after after a race <laughs> <laughs> why are they not so excited on the podium they just look like they've yeah. died like basically yeah. especially if it's yeah. like a hot you know race um there was also um what else I guess like the drivers um 
on the Netflix show. It really showed their personalities really well. Um, you know, Daniel, super charismatic, on and off the, well, on the track, off the track, sorry. On the track, we don't even get to see his face, so we don't really know what's no, happening. There's, but, there's um, theories. There's theories that you can actually see his smile through the visor. His smile? If, yeah. Oh, if yeah, you, yeah, for sure. It's like a definition. That's what that light was. Okay, that's right, what that yeah, was, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, now that I watch all the press conferences and interviews and stuff, uh, it's, it's, I find that personality is fascinating it's like you've got you've got charismatic funny blokes like daniel you've got like you know less talkative ones like kimmy uh <laughs> you've got lewis who's just so like philosophical and um so confident and has so much he still wants to prove well actually no he doesn't want to prove he wants to change the world i think um yeah he seems to have so, found a, a so, broader purpose than formula one um in terms of what he wants As to all the great people do. Yeah, 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 which is cool. Yeah. But it is it is very interesting to see how the drivers he, he certainly wasn't I wouldn't say that was high on his characteristics early in his career as he was maturing. No. Uh, no. And so really Actually I saw a li- a Insta comment today that said yeah. um he wrote some philosophical thing and then someone was like, I miss the old Lewis, like, you know, <laughs> the one that just like partied and like would just, you know, be a bit more arrogant and, yeah, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. He's really um all cool, calm, and collected now. So very different, yeah. And it'd be it'd be really interesting to see how some of these younger drivers also mature as as time goes on. Um, as but, the... okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're already pretty cool and calm and great in front of the media. And I think this new generation is, um, yeah, they're 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 a different different type of F1 driver yeah, compared to what I've yeah. heard of in the past. I haven't actually watched, you know. Schumacher and Senna and all of the the old greats, um, yep. but I've heard about who how they were and the new drivers like the Charles and the George and the Pierre and and the all Charles and the Charles as well and the, and the um, Charles and the Charles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, yeah. That, I would... That's really the reason I watched um, F one. By the way, it's just because of Charles's uh, pretty face. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not the only person to say that. I, I would, I'd actually <laughs> agree, uh, and obviously I've been watching it for a long time. Certainly, the way that they seem to respond to and manage the the pressures and the scrutiny of being a formula one driver seems very different to even 10 years ago um i'm not saying they do it particularly uh better than the old i think it's just different so i'm still keen to see what will happen for guys like lando lando's been very open about things like his mental health um so i'd love to see how how all those things evolve Yeah. yeah yeah i'd love to see how those things evolve um, especially as the victories start coming. Yeah, 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 that's true. Like they're still young. They, they're they not like a seven world champion yet. Um, mm. Maybe no one will ever be that again. But uh, yeah, I feel like the old drivers probably were overconfident in a way and, mm. you know, didn't show any weakness in front of the camera. Whereas the drivers today are like the opposite. Like you have to try and cheer Lando up after a race and be like, yeah. actually, you did a great job, Lando. And he's <laughs> like, nah, not really. I could have done better. It yeah. was bad for the team. I let the team down. And, you know, the first thing all of them say on the radio is, sorry, guys. Sorry, yeah. team. Like they're just sorry because, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's a real millennial thing. It's good. I like it. I like the... Um, it's vulnerability um, in men and <laughs> you know it's uh <laughs> more self-awareness yeah, it's, it's yeah. great oh, i appreciate that yeah. appreciate that
so like you said, you know, we've known each other for what, 14, 15 years. I can't keep track. Um, it's been a long time. It's been such a long time, long <laughs> dragging friendship. But anyway, I, I don't think I've ever heard how you actually got into F1 because I think a lot of our friends just assumed that you were born with a toy car in your hand and it was just like... <laughs> You know, that's how you were born, pretty much. There's Um, stories about that, yeah. It was really uncomfortable. It was an uncomfortable nine months for my mum, but they got me in the toy car out. Um, (laughs) Well, if your mum's listening, she'll laugh. (laughs) Hopefully. It was, um, yeah, I can't really, I can't think of how I got into Formula One. It's all, you're right, it's always been this way. Um, Was born that way, I guess. Um, my, My dad's a mechanic, our family runs a workshop, so I grew up around... That, cars and That's, engines yeah, yeah i yeah. didn't think i ever had a choice in it and and he he enjoys racing as well so it's something that we all do together we watch a lot um we we go racing you still watch it together today yeah absolutely absolutely yeah it's uh it's locked in the calendars and obviously it's a bit hard when that some of the times here in australia are very inconvenient but um we're all invested in it together um and we That's how you all stay racing. up so late that's it. You keep each other awake. If it was just one of you, you'd fall asleep, <laughs> yeah, maybe. each so, other. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we, we're all into it. I guess that's how I ended up in it. Um, so I guess in terms, if I think about like a, a moment where it happened for me, like where things really clicked for me was probably the first real car race that I went to. Now, that wasn't a Formula One race. It was a, a supercars race or V8 supercars as it, as it was known at the time, um, which is like the premier racing category here in Australia and I I think I was about 10 or 11 years old by that stage so I'd spent a a solid decade of my life obsessed with car racing and cars but never actually by watching it on tv yeah yeah uh never having actually been to like a proper one um but I remember that weekend like it was like it was last weekend kind of thing I remember we parked our car at the local shopping center um they had a deal where you could um park your car for free and then catch a bus to the racetrack um, and I remember, you know, going along that. This bus. is in Canberra. This is in Canberra. This is our hometown. Yeah, oh, right. you, yeah, you don't yeah. Even this remember. whole, this whole park and ride thing is definitely a Canberra thing. So yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. the race? Do you remember this like V8 supercar race that Canberra had in the early 2000s? This so, I was at home doing my maths home. <laughs> so no, I don't remember this race. Right. Well, I I certainly do. Some of my happiest childhood memories, I would say. Um, and I definitely I got the weekend off my maths homework. Uh, and we were on the bus, I remember, uh, heading towards Parliament House, which I think for, for anyone that doesn't know our hometown of Canberra, that's kind of the, probably the only landmark that is kind of semi-famous, I think. Um, so we're headed towards Parliament House and I remember the first thing I, I got was the smell. I remember smelling the, the burning fuel and burning rubber as well. The next thing I remember was just absolute thunder, like everything shaking i remember the window that i was sitting next to on the bus was just vibrating and for a moment we no one knew what had happened and then i remember looking out that window and it turns out we were driving over a road so we were on like a a bridge it didn't really feel like a bridge because there were trees and stuff around um and below us was the actual racetrack um because yeah because they converted the the streets into a racetrack for this race um, and yeah, I just remember. Wow, I can't actually imagine Canberra as a street. So yeah, yeah, but yeah. Keep going. It went around. Yeah. I mean, it went around our Parliament House, like all of all of these like notable buildings in our town. Um, and yeah, I just remember seeing the car just racing off into the distance, and I was like, "Wow, that was incredible! That was one car." Um, and then yeah, we got off the bus. 
I remember stepping off the bus and seeing, um, again, there was just this almighty roar um, and there were like people looking up and kids screaming and stuff like that. And uh, it was a fighter jet that was that had flown over. Happily screaming, right? Sorry? Happily. I don't know. Happily I, I don't screaming. know if it was happy screams. There was just screams going on, <laughs> okay. people's hats falling off. And I remember looking up through the, the leaves of the trees um, and seeing it was a, like a F-111 or an F-18, like a fighter jet kind of thing. Uh, and it felt like it was so low, like you could touch it. Um, and obviously, you know, part of the whole carnival atmosphere, like we knew we were there, it was all high octane adrenaline kind of stuff. Um, I remember showing our tickets at the gate and I, and we walked up to the racetrack and, and the way the street circuits kind of work is, um, you've got the racetrack and then you've got like a cement wall and then there's like another meter or two and a, a fence that the spectators can kind of, can come up to. And, uh, I remember seeing my favorite driver. He was the first one to come around and came drifting around the corner up on two wheels and just flew past us and I would say to this day like the that feeling that that excitement that energy I felt is like it's probably not something I would I have ever felt in any other sort of a domain I I feel it when we go to the racetrack um, but really that's the only only place I feel that and I couldn't contain my excitement that day I had to I yelled out to my favorite driver as he went past his name's Craig Lowndes and I and I yelled out go Lowndesy but I remember my dad sort of just patting me on the back and saying, he can't hear you, mate. Like, <laughs> calm down. Yeah, wow. This this really is your one true love and that's what really I think uh, gripped you, sounds like. Yeah, yeah I think, um, I guess I, to be fair, I was gripped before that, but um, it just, just such a happy it, memory right? for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's, there's probably not a lot of things from that time in my life that I remember in such detail, but that very much so. So, yeah. That's how we ended up here. Yep. Yeah. And now you're building and driving race cars. So we'll definitely get more into that in, in further episodes. But yeah, that's really We can. Cool. We can. Yeah, it's not quite a Formula One car, but it's a, it's a race car. The Sun. The Sun, did you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is Desmond. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't even paying attention to what you were saying. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> this is definitely not making a cut, is it? <laughs>